0: We're running a pre-sale for $100 off. Head over to listenmoneymatters.com slash REI to learn more. That's listenmoneymatters.com slash REI for $100 off rental properties for passive investors.
1: Hey, everybody, and welcome to Listen Money Matters. Checking accounts are where money goes to die. My name is Matt, and I'm here, as always, with Andrew, Andrew, How are you, and what are you drinking? Dude, so good. Um,
0: And I am drinking a You're Killing Me Smalls Session Ale from 902 Brewing. So it's like a a local Jersey City. Oh, I like the name of that.
1: A lot of the Sandlot reference.
0: Yeah. I think it's actually the guy from Sandlot. Angry. Oh, yes.
1: (laughs) Yep, yep, yep. That's good. It's an IPA. Yes. Yeah. So I'm also drinking an IPA today from Flying Dog. Mm. uh it's called the truth and it is imperial is an imperial ipa actually that might be a that's a trump reference is it i think so it's a yeah does i do solemnly swear i don't know yeah it might be huh hmm. Ooh, boy. um it's a it's an imperial ipa so uh should be fun <laughs> should be fun today uh <laughs> all right so our catchphrase today comes from Jeremy. Thank you, Jeremy. Checking accounts are where money goes to die. And I would I would agree with that. Mm. I mean, it's there. It's not. It's not. It's on life. For support. brief moments. Yeah, yeah, right, right, right. Okay. Uh, so today we're talking about using Airbnb's. And, yeah, Airbnb episode. Have we ever done that? A long time ago. We haven't done long it in, in a while. Not with me. No, nah, probably not. No. No. Uh, so we're talking about using Airbnb's. As a profitable way to replace your income and even achieve that 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 word that fi- that financial independence that mm. fire that fire life <laughs> yeah. and uh, you you probably already heard her but we are joined by a guest today Ziana McIntyre hello
2: hello and I'm kind of feeling gypped here why you gave me sparkle water I guess I was supposed to have a beer oh nobody the- let me know <laughs>
1: wait I, that was all right <laughs> wow you're a bad guest
0: man.
2: yeah sorry the green the
1: host- room uh the you know we're <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah the green room was uh not our not our tightest. so you're you're actually in studio you're here today this is I first i don't think we've ever done this besides like no. my brother was on a long time ago but by, by accident
0: <laughs> yeah he and was like I was, screaming he lived in room. his basement and like, so
1: i lived in his basement yeah so he came over but you're here today you are a neighbor and uh well one i want to just say that you got your start real estate investing in 2012 is that right
2: um, I didn't own property then yet. You were doing I started in 2014, but I started doing Airbnb with just like a place I was renting. All right. Well, how did you get started
1: with that? Let's just let's just jump yeah, in. Yeah,
2: totally. Yeah. So I was just a student and I was living in a two-bedroom apartment mm-hmm. that I was renting. And for me, I heard about it and I thought, well, you know, this seems kind of low risk. Yeah. I had a roommate who was just leaving and I thought, yeah, you know, I'm gonna just try this Airbnb thing. And if it doesn't work out, I'll just get another roommate. Like, no big deal. Oh, so
1: it was a it was an apartment you were living in.
2: Yeah.
1: And you had a second bedroom. And you were like, I'm just going to Airbnb the second bedroom.
2: Yeah, it was already furnished. Hmm. And so she had been just using furniture that I had. And she was moving out. And so, yeah, oh. my friend had been bothering me about it for like a year. And I said, okay, finally, I'm going to just try this low risk, yeah. whatever. And it ended up paying like the whole rent. Really quickly, really. And so I thought, whoa, shoot, okay, I, I like this. Let me H- go get. How another many different
1: apartment. people did you have in the house in a, in a month?
2: Uh, I have no idea, but probably a lot. A lot. Yeah, yeah, right. totally. Because most of people stay two or three days if they're living in your house. Yeah, I mean, if they're renting the whole apartment, they might stay longer. You yeah. know.
0: Mm. So what was the the rent that you were paying, and then what was like the income you were making from like this right. other room?
2: Yeah, I wanna say it was like twelve hundred was like my full rent for a two bedroom in Boulder. My have things changed. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh my god.
2: It is not that no, cheap anymore. No. Um but that was, you know, seven, eight years ago. And um, then yeah, I think I guess mine was half of that. And then I wanted to just have the whole thing paid for. And so I was renting between fifty and seventy five a night. And so I just needed to get, I don't know, you'd oh, totally do not the much. math. Yeah. It's not that many nights no. that you need to get. Yeah.
3: And
1: that this is early airbnb right
2: oh yeah so that was kind of the problem with it is that my friend that told me about it he lived in new york city and Mm -hmm. he's like yeah of course the cities are going to have a lot of volume and traffic and um boulder was just kind of not on the radar even though a lot of people visit here or whatever if they didn't know what airbnb was they're not using it
1: right that's all right so at what point do you think you i mean how how long did you do this with the with the one place the one bedroom
2: um I want to say that it was just maybe a few months and then I got another place. That and It was so that I knew, fast? Yeah, I knew like, wow, this is doing really well. And I told my dad about it and I said, okay. hey, would you be willing to give me like $4,000 for like first month's rent, deposit, and like a little bit of furniture? Oh, um, so the
1: next place that you got was a rental as well. Yeah. So it oh. wasn't even like you bought a place. Whoa. No. And you didn't, li- <laughs> you didn't live there, obviously. Like- no, I
2: didn't live there and I had no intention to. So it was kind of like... <laughs> How How do you
1: get a landlord to agree to that or you just didn't? You just was like, "Eh." what
2: I said was like, hey, you know, I'm going to sublet it because I travel a lot or whatever. And so back then, not many people knew about Airbnb. There's a way to do it now, like really in the the green, like legally is just Uh saying like, hey, I'm intending to use this for Airbnb. And then are you okay with that? Like maybe pay them a little bit more rent or work out something. But they call that master leasing now. But back in the day I was just like, huh. eh, let's just do it until I get caught.
0: So there are yeah. okay, so so you did it kind of before you knew master leasing, but you're saying yeah. that there are landlords who would be okay with you essentially just subletting it out and making the, yeah. the difference.
2: Yeah, because you guarantee them rent, so you just say, "Hey, you know, I'll sign a three-year lease, or I'll pay you a little bit extra." Yeah, and
1: in mm, case you can't get an Airbnb person, you're the one you're responsible for the rent. Yeah, you're paying rent, but like
2: you can usually make twice as much or more, you know, so (sighs) it doesn't matter. Twice as
1: much as the rent?
2: Usually, it's usually about twice market rate for Airbnb.
1: What? Okay. Okay. <laughs>
2: okay. Wait, wait. I like that this is blowing your mind. Yeah. I'm yeah like, yeah, did I you not yeah, know? Well, no, I knew, I knew, I know that you,
1: like, I want, we are going to get to this later. Like, I know yeah. you own things, but like, I didn't know that you rented out other people's, and I like, just did it, like, basically, it's not a lot of upfront cash.
2: Well, no, it wasn't back then. Nowadays, I mean, it gets, it depends on where you are. Right. Right. So, of course. You know, you got to think about the, let's the location. Just, let's just like break it down. There's three main ways to do Airbnb. You can buy a place, which is going to be the most expensive way. So you got to save up for a big deposit. Right. It could be $50,000, $100,000. Then you got to furnish it, closing costs, oh, right. the whole yeah. thing. Mm. The middle ground is the master leasing. So you rent a place. You just need first month's rent deposit and furniture. So maybe it's $10,000, 15000
1: Do you rent the furniture or do you buy the furniture?
2: I would buy it You'd... because it's going to get messed up. Oh, okay. And then the, the, the third way is managing a property for someone. Right. Literally no cost you get their property already furnished, and then you're just taking a percentage off the top. So it's a really mm. great way to get into it for people that are just starting.
1: When you were uh, getting started with this and you had your second place, you were at just fresh out of college.
2: Yeah, I was in college. You were in college. Yeah, and so I was working at like a dispensary here okay. in Colorado. You can Wait, sell that was, weed for a living. I, <laughs> I, had I seven That's years what
0: everyone ago? does in Colorado. They just work at dispensaries, right? Yeah.
2: Yeah, pretty much. But it was like $12 an hour part-time, and mm-hmm. I was like going to school. And so this just felt like a sweet hustle. A well, side the thing. And I could just totally drop that other job. And I thought I was just doing this temporarily until I was done with school. And then it just like took on its own life form. Okay,
0: well, Look, that this almost sounds like too good to be true. You know, I mean it sounds like oh you rent this thing, you just get double from Airbnb. Yeah. Um there there had to have been vacancies, vacant periods.
1: Um Yeah. Well I, I think one, I mean the, the to not to gloss over it, the yeah. location is almost paramount.
2: Yeah. Location matters for sure. Um I did have vacancies. I think at the beginning, I never lost money. There was never a month that I lost money, but there were definitely months where I made just like very little. And I was already college student. So I was living really frugally. And like, for me, it just made sense. I was like willing to do the sacrifice. So I didn't have to have a job and I could just like go to school and do everything like very leisurely. So I was like cleaning them myself yeah. and doing all that. Cause I thought, you know, I could pay somebody for this or I could just make like the extra 40 bucks for the cleaning fee. Right. Yeah. So it was a little, you, you had to be like scrappy. Right. And the, at least there. in the yeah, yeah. In, in
1: the beginning, but now I think it's it's a system.
2: Yeah, for sure. Right.
1: So you have now now what is your situation? So you started with, you know, it was just a bedroom in your apartment. Yeah. It was then you were like, Oh, let me let me you know, you got a loan.
2: Yeah, but from my dad. Yeah, he, I don't think he ever. Yeah, I paid him back. Okay, <laughs> I, did. I did. I was
3: like, Wait
2: a <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah. So it ended up being for like probably two years. I had two different places. Okay, and I was just going between the two and whatever rented. I was out of there. And
1: this was your full time job at this point. Yeah. Wow. Um, and you're still going to college.
2: Yeah. At some point, I finished college, and I think I was I was massage therapy school. Okay. And I finished that, and I was like, you know, I'll, I'll do a little bit of this, and that'll be my. My side gig. Yeah. Um, but it never outweighed the Airbnb. The Airbnb was always, always there. Always better. So then eventually I bought a place and then I ended up buying six. So I own <laughs> six.
1: Uh, <laughs> okay, yeah. but So the, the first place you bought, that was all your own. You saved up for that?
2: Yeah. So I got a private loan, uh-huh. but I did save up for the down payment.
1: Using the Airbnb
0: money, obviously. Yeah. And, I, then, wait, and wait, then. Wait, when yeah, you say a right. private yeah. loan, do you mean like from your dad? Is this like a thing that you can go on to a An website? Investor. Yeah, like how do that... Um,
2: I mean, you can find investors on a website, but I just, I went to my old landlord. I guess it was like not the the first place that I was Airbnb-ing, but a place before that I lived at. And he was a real estate investor. He owns like 17 places in town. And so, yeah, I kind of just went to him with this whole pitch and thought like, let's just see what he says. Oh. And he was totally about it. He like really likes helping people get started. Oh, cool. So he wrote me a, an interest-only loan and that's been paid off now, but... um. Yeah, it was it was a really good like foot in the door kind of thing, because when you're self-employed like Airbnb, it's a little bit harder to get a loan. Right. So I've then, never really done that.
1: And the first place that you bought, what what did you like? how much did it cost? What were you looking for? Like, what were all the things that you like going? Because I feel like going into the first place that you're actually putting up like serious cash, you're now an investor. It's like, yeah. whoa, it's like way
2: serious mm. now. Totally. Well, I think what was really helpful is I feel like Airbnb is a really good baby step or like a stepping stone for real estate because for a long time I had a one bedroom apartment five minutes away from the one bedroom that I bought, and at that place I had had it probably already a year and a half, and I'd been Airbnb-ing it, and my overhead was like eleven hundred, and so that was like um, I think just utilities and my rent, and so I knew that for for sure I yeah. could get eleven hundred. I was always getting. I want to say on the low end, I was getting like 1800 On the high end, I was getting like 3500 a month.
1: And and as far as the property management you were doing, you were cleaning? Or you had yeah, a cleaning I was cleaning
2: it. I was doing so you were all just that. Doing, so you were it was just like me doing it. And so when I was getting the loan, the loan payment was like 950 And so I thought, well, I know I can do $1,100. i have been doing $1, Oh sure. So the loan was like a no-brainer. I was huh. like, I know I can cover this.
1: Yeah, And what, how did so. you find the property? Did you look for a special place? That you knew would have high traffic that was close to downtown. Like, did you do any of that or no? You were just kind of like looking for something decent.
2: Yeah, I was looking for something decent. I was looking for something renovated because I just figured that that would make it look more like just nicer. And then the place I got had a view, like a mountain view. Mm -hmm. And I felt like, oh, okay, that'll be a nice perk. There was a pool and all that. Right. Yeah, I mean, it's a little bit east, but it's close enough to the college. I felt like it was a good location. But yeah, I mean, I had been looking at a place downtown that was maybe $10,000 more, but it was like awkward and um, unrenovated. So I was like, ooh. Yeah. How did
0: you... Go ahead. You have something? I feel like you have something. Well, I I guess my biggest (laughs) like uh, reservation is, you know, you know the area, you're kind of like finding these places, but is Mm -hmm. it really like... You list it and they will come like you put it on Airbnb and people just show up or is there?
2: Yeah. <laughs> is it really? <laughs> it so- really is. I mean, like, so the coolest thing about Airbnb is that they do this thing that when you have a brand new listing, they like they shoot it up to the top. They're like, okay. oh, let's give these guys some momentum. So literally the day you post a listing, you usually get two or three bookings. It's just like, bam, wow. there you sounds go.
1: Like, sounds like podcasting. Remember when that was a thing? Yeah. They put you in noteworthy <laughs> and noteworthy. <laughs> and. So okay so so you find
0: this place and Airbnb has like a vested interest in kind of like you being successful so the pro- all promotion of these properties is done by Airbnb like you have not like posted a flyer cr- created a whatever <laughs> <laughs> I mean
2: I don't know <laughs> what year like you have are not done any about? other <laughs> <laughs> a flyer. I like. How much reach are you gonna get from a flyer? I, hey, look, I liked it. I downtown,
1: liked it. we have all those people putting flyers up at the. You know, it's, it's it is still true, a thing.
2: But the local people are not renting right. your Airbnb. Yeah.
1: No. You do you put ads in the yellow pages? Like, how do you? <laughs>
2: <laughs> no. I mean. You know, there are lots of websites like Airbnb. It's just the easiest one because most people know about right. it. But like, yeah, I use HomeAway, which is like VRBO, mm-hmm. and I use Booking.com. Um, but I didn't always use those. You know, I started with Airbnb, and I think the more reach you have, um, the more people you can get, you know, right. the easier it is. Um, there's still vacancies and stuff, but I really think like 2014 when I bought that place, there just wasn't enough competition. Sure. So it was it was this perfect meeting of like, so much demand because people now know what Airbnb is, right? But not enough people doing it, and so from 2014 to 2016, it was like just you can't lose,
1: right? And now, how and is now it, it's a little different. It's a little different, but still, yeah. but still, but still great. It's still great. Okay, so how yeah. did you set up the loan with the with your initial investor? Like, how how do you manage that when you have somebody else involved like that?
2: Um, well, he wanted it really easy, so he made it interest only, and so uh-huh. that means that at the end of your term, you still have the initial amount. Yeah, so I think the loan was one hundred and forty-four thousand or something okay. like that. And so after three years, of so you paid this house interest, in cash
1: or no? That no. There's yeah, no,
2: I mean I paid it off after. Okay. Yeah. Because that's but, a lot. Of,
1: that's a lot of. How much was the pl- How much was the pl- first place? You know.
2: Um, that place was one hundred and sixty-two.
1: Oh, so he gave you almost the full amount. For that. Yeah,
2: well, I had to put a down payment. Sure. Oh, like twenty percent am guessing. Or? Yeah, I don't know how much. I mean, maybe it was twenty percent. I was mean, okay. like forty something thousand. Okay. And then yeah, I saved up. And then I paid it off. Wow. Yeah. Okay. I don't remember if the term was three or five years, but it's done now.
1: Wow. Yeah. And that was just so that you knowing off. a person. Yeah. Have you done it where you haven't?
2: Where I didn't know a person? Yeah.
1: Like, have you gone yeah. through banks so before?
2: The first house mm-hmm. I bought with his loan. Yep. The second house I bought with a lien against that house. So essentially, it would have been like a home equity line of credit. Okay. Yeah, yeah. They used the same guy again and just said, hey, the house is paid off. So you know it's here in Boulder, but I'm going to go buy in St. Louis. And so he gave me $80,000 to do that. But it was leaned on this house just in case anything goes wrong. Mm. Oh. The one here in Boulder. So, then, so,
1: the, so the second house is not in Boulder? No. And why St. Louis?
2: Because it's so cheap. Really? That yeah. sounds
1: like uh, <laughs> Georgia for you. Yeah. I yeah. mean, you can get houses
0: for they're almost cheap. nothing.
2: Yeah. Um, so yeah, I own four homes in St. Louis. And they're all oh, under wow. 100000 when I bought them. Mm-hmm. And you just can't find that here. So and they're, they're um, single
1: family homes? Mm -hmm. and uh, the first place was single family or is that yeah
2: the first place was a three bed two bath then um the other two are two bed one bath and then the last one is a one bedroom house and they're all single family
1: Hmm? wow and they're good on Airbnb too huh
2: yeah they're all on Airbnb and they do great but yeah so the second two I bought in cash because they were just so cheap Mm -hmm. and um the last one there in St. Louis, I bought with a mortgage. But the way I did it is my friend and I were buying it together. Yeah. He's got a normal W-2 job. He's yeah. He like an engineer. So he got the mortgage. Right. And we just split the down payment and the furniture costs. Wow. So that's so an easy way to do it. Yeah. Okay. And, and my very last one was the same guy. Huh. Same situation. Okay.
0: So I could, I could get how you find and pick and buy the places in Boulder. I mean, you live there. Yeah. St. Louis, obviously far away. And, you know, you can look at the numbers. Um, but how do you uh decide on the place and then the rent? Like are there like tools and they're like if you have a St. Louis place, you gotta rent it for this a night and blah blah blah. Like yeah. how, how do you make these decisions?
2: Yeah. So I went to St. Louis on, on a whim. It was a wedding that I was going to. And so I was at the wedding and I was just telling people, oh, yeah, I, I do Airbnb. That's what I do. Mm. And they were saying, yeah, our friends do that. And we've been thinking about doing it. Um, you know, they do so well with it. And so I was kind of like, OK. Oh. And I knew my friend that lived there who was getting married. She had really cheap rent. And I was like, OK, that's already in the back of my mind. But then these people were saying, Oh, yeah, you know, our mortgage is just like $300 a month. And I was like, <laughs> Oh my God. What? <laughs> oh, God. And yeah. they're like, Oh, yeah, we have a three bedroom with like a garage and a front and backyard. And I was like, Where are we? Yeah. So wow. that got my wheels wow. turning immediately. And yeah. I was like, I need to buy a house here. So I spent just a little bit of time in the city and thought it was cool. But I got a couple of contacts of friends of friends that were doing it already. Mm-hmm. And so from there, They were really friendly and just said like, oh, these are the neighborhoods we think do well or this is where we're doing it and we think it's good for these reasons. Yeah. And so I ended up settling in a a part of town that's kind of like Boulder. Um, They have a a university area called University City Mm -hmm. and it's got Washington University, which is like a, a really good medical school program. And it's like a big prestigious school. Okay. Um, and not as big as Boulder, but I thought, okay, it's the same concept. Small town. If I get students, I yep. know they're going to have teachers and parents coming in. Mm-hmm. There'll oh, be like yeah. cool events happening. Yeah. So, I even so yeah. Think about
1: the, the mm-hmm. co- like parents visiting.
2: Totally. I mean, I, I mean, see it all the time thing. here,
1: but yeah, it's.
2: But I already knew it because I've been in it in Boulder and I heard every time, why yeah. are these people coming to town? Right. And so you start to get an idea. Yeah. Um, so. What I was looking for there is it was 15 minutes from the airport. I thought, that's the no-brainer. Um, it was right mm-hmm. by a cool walking street with lots of restaurants. Mm-hmm. Um, the ball fields and the um, like convention center were only like 18 minutes away. So I thought, maybe not my market, but good to know they're close. Yeah. And then the other thing I look for is hospitals. Because a lot of people come in for um, three months for um, nurses or doctors Man. or just treatment. People come in for treatment all the time. So we were pretty close. I want to say 10, 12 minutes from a whole thing of hospitals. So yeah, it was really, it seemed like a good area. Wow. Well, okay. Yeah. I mean, for
0: $300 a month, like you literally wanted to rent it for $10 a day to break even. And Oh
2: yeah. I knew I couldn't go wrong. I was like, I could rent it for three nights. I know like I right, could $100 a night. just get right. like three or four nights and I'm going to cover it. So even if it you know, has very low occupancy. I knew yeah. it would be lower than Boulder, yeah. but um has
0: well, been so great. That's kind of like the, the question. So like, how did you know the, the price that you could rent it at so that you only would have sure. to rent it for three nights? Like, does Airbnb yeah. tell you this?
2: Well, you can kind of see it. So on Airbnb, um, when you're searching, people usually search by a city name, but you can actually put your real address in there and then you can see what people are charging in your area. You can only really take that as a grain of salt because mm. you don't really know... Is that seasonal? Like, what's what's the range here? Mm-hmm. There are a bunch of softwares that popped up now. Um, this is something that your software should do. I dude. know, we're <laughs> short here. <laughs> yeah. But um, yeah. AirDNA is a really good one. Um, and they try to get you to buy like a really detailed analy- analytics for the city. But you can kind of see some freebies um, from checking by city or checking by the actual address. And it'll tell you a little bit about like what they think your occupancy will be and what your average nightly rate was. Yeah. So you're kind of just like making educated guesses. Hmm. But, but, but you I you feel I also, that
0: if you went through, mm-hmm. say, AirDNA, you could have a general idea that you're going to get a blah, blah, blah return. Yeah. Like reducing yeah. your risk, like in your mind.
2: Totally, yeah. So if you look at the exact address on AirDNA, it'll tell you we think you're going to make this much in a whole year. This is what your average occupancy will be and this is what your average nightly rate will be. Average occupancy and average nightly rate, it's not that helpful because your rate is going to be very different from your high season and your low season. Mm. But at least knowing what you might make in a year, you can go, okay, can I cover that if I divide it by 12? And mm. it should give you a huge like buffer. I want to make $1,000 more than what my expenses are right. a month. So like if I'm not making that, I don't want to play because I right. <laughs> you might your time. get stuck. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And speaking of that, what is the like, how much are you making? on these, on these properties.
2: Yeah. So in St. Louis, um, yeah, they do really well. And a few of them are paid off now because in St. Louis, I'm able to pay them off in like three or five years, which is great. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, they do between, I say like low season, it's probably around like 1600 a month and then high season would be like 3000 or something. But when you're looking at it, like the mortgage for something like that is like, three, 400 bucks. Oh, that's, yeah. And then you have, you have to pay your utilities and stuff. And you have
1: to pay for the, you know, you're not, in, you're not yeah, in St. Louis, right? So you have.
2: Yeah, but the cleaning is in that fee. So yeah, I mean, mm. I definitely oh, right. clear a okay. thousand every month and it's no big deal.
1: Wow. Okay. Property. And, and do you prioritize paying them off in three to five years? Like that sounds like you, do you have to
2: do that? No, you don't. Okay. I mean, most real estate investors are all about the leverage.
1: Sure. You mm, know,
2: of course. but for me, I come from that like, uh, the fireside too. Yeah, so no like, doubt. I don't want to be super, yeah, yeah. I don't want to be over leveraged. I don't know what's going to happen in a few years. What's going to be like the new thing when we have a recession? Like right. is Airbnb still going to be relevant? Right. So like, right. let's just like lower the risk by paying them off. And I think like when people are leveraged, you have to have more properties to make the money. Right. Mm. So if your your place is yeah. paid off, I'm getting all that $3,000.
3: Right.
2: But if I have a, a loan on it, if I'm paying $1,000 a month in my loan, yeah. then I'm only getting, you know, a lot less. I'm getting the 2,000 instead. Hmm. So then I could just have 5 to 10 properties rather than having to have like 25 properties. Right. Right. Which a lot of these realistic guys are doing. Yeah.
0: So so on that, and maybe to like backtrack a bit, cuz you had mentioned that you have your properties on Airbnb and then also you use VRBO and and booking.com. Are those like just to fill Airbnb gaps? Like Airbnb is your eighty percent, and these are your like scraps.
2: Yeah, I mean that's it's true, <laughs> yeah. and it's scary. I think it's better if you had everyone equal mm-hmm. because if anything happens, if Airbnb one day just says like we don't like you anymore, bye. Yeah, they do that shit to people. So in
1: and, and cities too, I think like yeah. Portland's cracked down on that, right?
2: Oh yeah, well that's the city making problems. Yes, right, yes, right. that can happen to you as well. But just as as a website, Airbnb can have like a glitch, or you can oh, do something wrong, yeah. and they can just be like, "We don't like you anymore." Uh-huh. Turn your whole right. thing off. Yeah, I don't. I think I'm safer because I've got a profile that's got like you know, 15 listings yeah. or something. Yeah. But if you're a one-off guy, I don't think they care about you.
1: So you're at, you're at yeah, well, yeah. But be careful. Yeah. So you're at you're at six properties now. But how long did it take you to get there?
2: Um, well, I just bought my last one last year, so it's kind of a, a slow trickle. So like every buying year. Buying them. Yeah, pretty much. On a year. Um, and I I manage a bunch for other people, so that's kind of like where the, right. the extra income comes out of. So I could just very generally say that I probably make like six thousand a month just on those houses, the six houses. Okay. But if I'm adding in all the management that I do, it's a lot more. Sure. And so I'm managing probably twenty properties. Well,
1: I want to get into that, yeah, because that's that's a whole. I think that's a separate conversation, but, uh, is there anything else you want to ask about before we go into a break and then maybe get into the like expanded edition?
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, no, I, I think, I think
1: I'm good. I think I'm good. You think, all right. So you think you understand? Cause I, I mean, like I didn't, you know, one of the things I didn't realize is, is that you were renting the first two places. That's, that's what a way to get started.
2: Yeah, and I mean that's so valid. Like I met a girl at a conference the uh last year and she was like, We only master lease. They had wow. thirty five places in three buildings Holy just right sh- in the same area. They're making like three million a year. No in fucking, Toronto. No
1: fucking way. Master yeah. leasing. So like master- literally master nothing down. Essentially. Yeah, no no ownership. Well,
2: they had to do the furniture.
1: Well, and the furniture mm-hmm. and the deposit. Right, and that deposit, your that's kind of that deposit's locked up for as long as they they're renting, right? So that's it's gone. It's money that's gone.
2: Yeah, but it's little.
1: It's not it's not a down it's not a down payment, but it's not equity. And you get it back. You get it back, but it's not equity.
2: Yeah, it's not right. Yes, yeah, so you actually.
1: I, I do have. I have a question. How I yeah, figured th- you did. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't know. You
0: were talking to me. I was hearing your I just voice. Want, kind no, of yeah, I voice. get it. No, I get it. How much work is it? Because. Uh, yeah. I think mm. we've painted a really beautiful picture of you take very little risk. You kind of like yeah. double your That's money month over month. But um, are you like beholden to a million people every month crying and complaining about?
1: Y- yeah, I I'm sorry. I didn't want I'm not trying to jump in, but I just want to qualify this as I just want to talk about this. The ones that you own. Yeah.
2: Sure. Or, 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 because
1: or even, I know that- even
0: master lease. Like, let's not talk about yeah, your yeah, management yeah, yeah.
1: end. Of no, the no, business. no. Totally. Right.
2: Yeah. I mean, so what I would say is if you don't have any and you're working full time, and then all of a sudden you add one Airbnb, even if it's just a place that you live in and you have a, a spare room, it's all of a sudden a little part time job. So you got to know that there's something to it. It's not like, Oh, you know, it's I own passive. this property and it's totally passive. Right. It's not. Right. It's hospitality. Well, like don't even think about it as that. So it's I know not a it, rental.
0: it's more work if you're like living there and like literally they're they're in the other room, but like let's say you had a place that you were master leasing, you know, maybe it's like a one bedroom. Um, yeah. how much like coddling do these people need? Like what like you say a, a yeah. small part-time job like to what degree?
2: Totally. I mean, when I was, I'd say like three to five properties is kind of enough to like live very simply. And when I had those, maybe it was eight to 10 hours a week. Oh, okay. So
0: really a modest amount of time.
2: It's mild, but when you don't, when you have a full-time job, it's kind of messes up your life because people want you to respond within an hour. You got to coordinate cleaners. If someone doesn't show up, you're Mm -hmm. like scrambling around. Mm So it's really good mix for someone who's part-time a stay-at-home mom yeah. or a student mm. or something like that where you can be kind of flexible with your days. And that's why so people hire. you. that's the hire, thing I would like, definitely tell people. Yeah. I'm guessing
0: that's why people like yeah. hire you for what we
1: will talk about, but
0: basically I, just, like yeah. they have a job and they need like you to respond for them.
2: Yeah, for sure.
1: Out of those eight to ten hours a week, um, that sounds great, right? It sounds yeah. like it's like the four-hour work week, but how stressful are those ten hours? Mm.
2: Yeah, yeah. Um, I think with that little property, it's not that stressful. Um, I think now I have more fires that I have to put out, but you're looking at like 25 properties. And so right. there's always like a plumber that needs to be called somewhere or some deferred maintenance that we need So for the, for the most part,
1: like, I, I mean, we're friends with the same person, Travis, yeah. who owns Airbnb properties, and I hear him complain. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, hear, I hear his stories. I'm like, he told me a story about somebody getting like locked in a closet.
2: Oh yeah, it was a toddler. <laughs> a toddler got uh, like locked a in a two-year-old got locked in a bathroom. Right, and then yeah, I mean it's an emergency because it's a baby. But like, how do you like you like? Do? I know that's
1: not every week. in no. Part of those ten hours. I never
2: but- had one of those.
1: Really? <laughs> okay. No,
2: nobody locks themselves in a bathroom. All right, So maybe it's just <laughs> um, East
1: Coast properties. No,
2: but I. The other day we had a squirrel we had a random squirrel in the bathroom and then we had to get like a guy to come by and it, yeah, it was this whole like, what the hell's yeah. going on? But so, you're, I mean, do you know feel happens? detached
1: from it or do you feel, do you do you have a, a certain emotional connection to any of this?
2: Um, I think I've really gotten good at it. Okay. Like I can be pretty Zen and be like, okay, this is what you should do.
1: Uh, and this is the right. next
2: step. Let's go. But like, yeah, I think things because at the beginning used to ruin my day. Because like well, just one bad review or one evil guest. Ah, uh, um, so you, you think know? that
1: you think time has sort of made you more patient, and and maybe yeah. multiple properties that you can't literally jump over to. Like they're in St. Louis, so you can't be there.
2: And yeah, so that you I have had no to get choice used to that.
1: but to be zen.
2: Yeah, because you definitely, if you have a property that's not within driving distance, there is this element of helplessness, mm. like. You're going to do everything in your, your power to make something happen, to get someone there, to get it fixed. But then yeah. sometimes it's too late at night or no one's answering the phone and <sighs> you have to just go like, it's not going to happen.
3: Mm. Right. So I wow. either
2: cancel the reservation or I give them a, a refund or something's going to happen. But yeah. you just can't do it. So, so you got to get mm. okay with that, which that, sucks.
1: You're Right. <laughs> and I, I, I want to pass this to you real quick before we break. Like, do you feel the same way? with your rental properties and you don't have as many, but like, Mm. and and obviously you're not having, uh, people coming in and out all the time. It's this, you you're, you're on a monthly basis. Cause that's also I want, I wanted to kind of do a versus, which is like, are you stressed out when someone emails you and it's like my toilets overflowing and the house is flooding? I mean, I'm, I don't know if that's, I I want to
0: say I find this fascinating because we own, uh, two places in Georgia um that are by a school actually the tenants literally go to i think it's georgia tech it's like a 30 minute drive oh, Yeah, probably but go. oh oh college yeah college yeah. so okay. so like similar things apply the mortgage is like 500 something a month you know the mm-hmm. rent is like 1200 something a month and obviously with expenses we're not earning all of that but um the I'm excited about increasing the revenue but I literally do nothing you know yeah um, the management so company hands-off. handles it and it will not like it like <laughs> <laughs> right like if, yeah. if the, the tenant screws the toilet up you know we'll have it fixed but they have to deal with it being broken until the person comes or, or they live there yeah. so they don't want to they may be treated differently
2: hmm. yeah I mean I think Airbnb guests for the most part are really respectful I you would agree do you start to hmm. learn that like at a certain price point in a certain area, sometimes you're going to have harder guests. And there's other elements that based on the, how well the place is furnished and stuff, you might start attracting not as good a guest, but in general, you're going to mm. have really respectful people. It's just that if they're only there for three nights, two of the nights, they can't have a broken toilet. Yeah. So it's like <laughs> right. when something happens, they want it fixed yesterday. Right. And that's urgent. where the emergencies yeah. come up where it's like, Oh my God, it has to happen now.
0: Mm. Well, let me, let me ask you this to what you said. You, mm-hmm. um, and the same is with rental properties. Like certain price points, you know, are going to attract more difficult tenants. Uh, yeah. What is that like price point in Airbnb where you feel that you're not like above it, but you've kind of left a lot of the bad behind? Uh, is it like the top 50% of the market and like you're good to go? Like how do you kind of feel that out?
2: Yeah, I mean, I think that's trial and error for each neighborhood. So Mm. like here in Boulder, um, I was just doing a consulting yesterday at this lodge up the mountain just a little bit, and they have the only hostel in Boulder County. And so I was asking him, you know, how much are you guys paying or charging for hostel beds? And he said 55 a night. And I was Mm. like, dang, 55. I mean, when I travel, hostels are like 25. And the last I checked, I thought that was really high. Oh, really? I mean, we're talking like, bunk beds in a dorm with like I've never been in a hospital before oh you're just so cool I have
3: anyway but (laughs) he
2: told me he said you know if we sell 20 dollar beds you'll have every homeless person Uh, within miles up here well we have that and we can't do that sure Mm. yeah and it's just that the homeless people here have more money because there are a lot of transient people a lot of young people that are just kind of like doing the hobo life yeah it's different So you basically have that price point is different.
0: Yeah, it's a lot lower. Would you say you almost have? Well, actually, so two questions. One, do you almost have to like list and then feel it out from the type of people you get? And then the other follow up question is like, because you said you consult, could like we literally pay you to evaluate our Georgia properties and be like, if I own these, I would do it as such with Airbnb.
2: Yeah, I do do that. Hmm. Yes do do that yeah <laughs> she said do do <laughs> uh oh, yeah but yeah, yeah so
1: you can do that
3: i can't right. yeah well so, there you go so, so yes to Jerog. both i'm guessing So yes to, yeah. both. yes to both
2: wait what was the first? yeah question? i don't remember the
0: first question. <laughs> well even i guess unlocked. it's like you know do you learn by getting a homeless oh. person as a tenant and then like ah
2: yes but i mean in general you don't want to like You're not going to try to rent your place for $10 and be like, oh, okay, well, that was a mistake. I mean, in general, you're kind of floating around in this middle ground. But in the winter, when generally everywhere, winters are pretty slow, unless you have like an Aspen condo or something (laughs) and you're doing skis. But um, in that slow season, you do get a little desperate. Like there's days where you're just like, well, I'm not using the property, so I want every single day filled, even if Mm. it's a little bit less. So, in those times, you start to discover you're like, oh, okay. Right. I'm getting way too many people that are having like huge blowouts or huge parties or things going wrong. And so I have to adjust. <sighs> yeah. And so I do have a spreadsheet for all our properties. And once I, I figure out what that price point is, it's like in there, like never lower than 50 bucks. Wow. Just, yeah.
1: Have you enough. had
0: unprofitable Airbnb tenants, like a stay for three nights where you lost money?
2: Um, I like don't understand. What do you yeah, mean? I, don't understand I mean, either. I think if you've got money coming in, it's good. I'd say well, I mean, the your like way you're... that could be bad is like damage or like refunds because people are crazy. Well,
0: but. I guess that's kind of what I'm alluding to. Like you obviously so, like if the rent is or the mortgage is 300 a month, so that's a $10 a day cost. You obviously have like cleaning and whatever. And so, like, when the dust settles, have you had people come into an Airbnb and because of damage or just stupid shit, or where like you actually lost money having them?
2: There have probably been months somewhere where it was just like, yeah, low ish. Yeah. You know? But never not. Like a winter where it was super slow, and that one month, and you know, maybe we were like 50 bucks under or 100 or something like that. I mean, that happens, but I think because we have such high swings in the summertime, it doesn't it's not like it's affecting the overall mm. over the year. Like there's still way above and beyond like those St. Louis properties are making between like 18 and 22% a year. So you have yeah. a lot like, of slack great. to. Yeah, no, so it's fine. And it, for me, if I had just not rented it, it wouldn't have made money. So like of course right. I got, you know, if I got that 800 bucks for that 1200 bucks, like that was worth it right, as right. opposed to not having anybody in yeah. there. So yeah, I think it's it's hard to predict. I think on a few properties like if you're really involved, you could just say, okay, for the winter time of 5 months or something, I'm going to just get a longer term person mm-hmm. and have a set rate and know what I'm going to make so I don't have to risk it. Yeah. You can do that, but it's just more work.
1: And you and you start at Airbnb, so the idea of month like a monthly like a, or an annual tenant, like a traditional tenant, I guess, mm. versus an Airbnb like you ha- hasn't even really crossed your mind or or has?
2: Yeah, I don't I don't prefer that. I mean, so with Airbnb you get paid up front. Yeah. So there's no chasing anybody for their rent. Uh, there's no evictions. That's that's
0: with yeah, normal.
2: evictions can be a scary, scary thing. Yeah, I've never did, had to do that. I had to do it. Yeah. yeah. So like those kinds of things make me go like, ooh, yeah. I don't want to do any of that. Yeah. I'm not writing leases, you know, like it's and it's not like you put an ad on Craigslist and then you gotta field all these calls and all these people that wanna look at it and they don't like it. It's like, no, they book it, the money's there, they come.
1: Yeah, but then once they're in, it's the same people.
2: Sometimes, but a lot of people you never hear from. Sure. And they stayed. They came and stayed and it's over. Yeah. You know? Right. So this, Yeah. It depends.
1: All right. All right. Cool. Yeah. Well, listen, uh, I want to take a break. If yeah. you don't mind, unless you have more questions, Andrew, you're looking at me like. Then I have, I about have plenty. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'll write a We back. have a whole other half. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Because there's a whole other side of this that we haven't even really talked about yet. But we need to take a break. When we come back, we're going to talk about. Uh, Making money on Airbnb properties that you do not own. Because that's a whole other thing, which I think Mm -hmm. is really cool. So we'll be right back. And we're back. (laughs) That's how podcasting works. Spin your Um, fingers and it's done. You spin your fingers and and magic happens. So uh, let's talk about managing other people's properties. OPP, if they call that, right? I believe that's what it is. Yeah. Right? (laughs) You do this. This is not... So you not... What, what, I th- what I find interesting, because I know other people who, uh, you know, ha- our property um, own properties, not Airbnb specifically, but they own those properties. And that's like full time job. Like, yeah, for sure it's, it's, woof, woof, six properties. You know what I mean? You you manage those six, but then you manage other people's properties. How does that not get out of control? Crazy. Yeah.
2: Um, automation. Is that that's a short answer? So there's so much software now that um, has been built. As soon as Airbnb became popular, all these companies around decided, "Oh my gosh, how can we Ah. like suck into this energy and like Mm -hmm. try to make money on the side?" And so there's so many companies for automated messages or just property management software, pricing software. I mean, it's endless, really. All kinds of services you can have for guests. So, when when you yeah. did,
1: when you started doing this, because this is not consulting, you're literally the property manager of other people's properties. Yeah. Did you already have your six and then start at this, or was it kind of in between?
2: I think I owned one. You owned I one? I owned one and I had still one rental. Okay. So, I was doing all three. I was master leasing without the owner knowing. Yep. I was owning one and then I started. What we call co-hosting. Okay, co-host. Yeah. Oh, that's what and, we
1: do
0: here on the show. That's right. No. <laughs> <laughs> and, and wait to to pull back real fast. Can you just explain yeah. like what is involved with co-hosting or like what yeah. like sure. what it yeah. is you do not being the owner?
2: Yeah, I mean, I think different companies offer different things, but for us, we try to make it like completely hands off for them. So we're doing all guest communication. We write the reviews for the guests to encourage reviews coming in for us. We're scheduling and hiring cleaners. We do all the maintenance, like scheduling the maintenance and stuff. And then we do like monthly reports so that they can see everything that happened each month. And then the last thing is that we order all the supplies for the house. So like anything toilet paper and all that stuff that has to get routinely you you write
1: the reviews for the hosts yeah okay you said guests because I was like wait a minute I would love that service I hate (laughs) writing reviews when I stay in Airbnb Matt Givinisi's Airbnb five stars (laughs) yeah what does Matt think about your Airbnb well we hired a company to do that and it's
2: (laughs) five stars baby there's probably some automation oh yeah I I would love oh god
1: I would love that yeah oh I should do that
2: so I do have that kind of automated I have a general one that goes out yeah that's like if there's no problems So so it's set to do it like after three days. And if I see a problem before that, I turn it off and then I go like this guy. Yeah.
1: Right. How did you find that first client?
2: Oh, it was just a friend. Oh, that kind of stuff just started falling into my lap. I mean, I think my business just grew really organic. Yeah.
1: But you, I know you.
2: I'm a hustler. Yeah.
1: Yes, you are. (laughs) That's true. You talk about, you talk about it publicly and you, and we're in Boulder. It's a lot of, you know, we're going to a lot of events. There's a lot of, you, you just talk aloud at a coffee shop and someone's like, what's that now you do? Air-? Everyone loves to eavesdrop. <laughs> yeah. Like, I think that, uh, the area that which we live and, and I mean, you are just, you ask, you ask for things.
2: Yeah, totally. Yeah. I think as well, like I, yeah, I had been known around town as like the girl who does Airbnb. Wow. That was kind of like a thing even just years ago. Cause there weren't that many people doing it. Yeah. And so I had another real estate investor friend and she was still working. Now she doesn't, but, she was saying like, you know, I want to do more Airbnb with my places and I just don't think I'm doing a very good job because I'm too busy. Yeah. And she's like, would you? Could you? And I was like, yeah, let's figure it out. And you so had, you had it. that
1: wasn't part of the plan. It was just like, it, it no. kind of came to you and you were like, I could, yeah, I could figure this out.
2: Yeah. But as soon as I had her, yeah. it was like eight came out of the like, woodwork. you know, mm-hmm. it's just like as soon as you set your mind to something and be like, I could yeah. do this then. Yeah. And I've made a lot of mistakes along the way, but sure. like naturally we all do. I think. It's built up to be a great thing. And I think it's really needed still. So this is an easy business. For so what?
1: Yeah, go ahead.
0: Can can you go back to uh, <laughs> keep going back? Keep always going back uh, yeah, to bring it back. Because you said that it's largely automated. And I mean, you obviously yeah. don't live in St. Louis. And I imagine you don't live in a lot of the places that you're managing properties, um, yeah. which is super appealing because then you, you could be anywhere managing anyone's Airbnbs. It's just a yeah. viable business so like what do you do really you know do you just like log into three pieces of software check boxes and and teams are deployed like
2: that is a great question what do i do all day do you ever wonder that i I do people wonder that i do is just emails all the freaking time really but essentially like this is how the flow works so guests like send an inquiry or they book automatically and they're going to want some communication we have receptionists now, so we have 24-7 receptionists. They have to respond within an hour, so they're doing that. Well, and we have some automated messaging. When you too. say
1: receptionists, they're not sitting in an office somewhere. Are they a VA type of situation or no?
2: Yeah, they're not my personal ones. Right. They work for like a whole company, ah. and they're doing all these people's profiles. Okay. And I have that through my property management software. So the, oh, so- okay.
0: the step one of essentially acquiring the tenants is completely automated like you do zero of that work
2: yeah totally so if the instant book we have an instant message that goes to them that's automated and if they send like a inquiry then the the receptionist will come in and she'll respond and so we have a couple of those things set up and so none of that has come to me yet then it also triggers a booking um like an email that goes to the cleaner that says hey We just got a booking. This is the date that you have to clean. Hmm. We've already pre-set her up and trained her and everything. So that's a one-time thing. And then she just schedules herself or her team. So that's also automated. So nobody's talking to me about that. So it's only if there's like a problem that I have to step in. And generally, I have like a part-time operations manager and she does a lot of it. So mostly what I'm doing is like blogging and podcasts. and Really?
1: Just promoting? (laughs) Yes. Yeah. Yeah, so. What's the property management software you use?
2: I use Guesty. Guesty, Guesty, I, yeah, they're they're pretty good. I would say they're like really robust, they have lots of services and options and stuff, but they're not the cheapest. The one I recommend to a lot of people is Orbi Rental. I don't know what that even yeah. means. Well, yeah, an Orbi is, is, is a little right. tiny,
1: I think it's like a Japanese toy, really. I think, That's I mean, yeah, or
0: Orbi. okay, uh,
2: well. Sure. I actually but think we were talking really about a like... video
1: about that not that long ago.
0: <laughs> we were, yeah. For sure. <laughs> oh,
2: okay. Yeah. This is relevant. Yeah, it's then. relevant. Um, yeah, so <laughs> Was that's... it in this episode?
0: No, no. We were just talking amongst <laughs> yeah. ourselves because Matt oh, okay. and I really have no life.
1: <laughs> yeah, we just talk all day Thursday. <laughs> the
2: Orbeez. Nice. Um, yeah. So that software I feel like works really well and is a lot cheaper. Yeah. But yeah, there's probably a hundred different ones. So, you know, if it... people are interested, do a bunch of demos.
1: Is Cozy part of that? maybe okay I, that, I didn't know if you knew what that some was some
2: of them are really basic like there are literally some that just do automated messages or just oh, do wow. some really basic features but like Guesty, it helps you link up to a lot of different um listing websites it's got like a, an automated inbox altogether. like it sounds like this is service. for
1: airbnb type
0: situations oh,
2: oh okay yeah. all
1: right so cozy is not
0: okay got oh,
2: it oh i don't know what Cozy. Is. yeah yeah
0: OK, so you're you're like literally not doing anything
1: because you have it automated
0: well, and a team in place. I mean, she's promoting hey, me and credit, No,
1: but you it. had to you had to put those in place. Right, totally. so, right. Yeah.
2: Yeah. And, you know, I think keeping there is a lot of like smoothing things out. Like mm. I'm like managing people now. Okay. And so it's like when people are it's freaking hard. out. Yeah. There's like feedback for cleaners and having to be like diplomatic about that and like Dealing with like guest disputes and things. Like, I don't there is mean a lot to belittle. your... are no. no, but but I mean You're, like. But I do wonder what did, what do I do all day? Yeah, I fill the, those days. <laughs> but look, in terms what is of your that
1: what's that commitment? rule? Huh? What's that rule when you when you if you don't have anything to do but you end up filling it? What's that? What's that called?
0: Oh. um... I don't, I don't know, but we were just. It's like, about it's like, that. it's
1: like what, yeah. If, if, a, if a day, if you have an open day, like you end up filling it with something. Yeah, oh, like absolutely.
0: it expands. Everything always yes. expands to fill. Yeah. Like. yeah.
2: Everything will take like as long as the amount of time that right, you have right, exactly. available. Yeah, well, look, yeah. there's a, so there's a that rule. is my life. Yeah.
0: So you, you pay for a bunch <laughs> of tools, and so you don't yeah. have to do much, you know, or, or it's yeah. largely automated. Um, And so my question is like, how much are you paying for these tools, and then how much? profit are you really making from these properties you're managing
1: because oh yeah I, and also how many. Yeah that? because it's it super
0: now? appealing like 20. that you like mostly automated. You mm-hmm. don't need to physically be there or whatever. Um I wanna know how profitable it is.
2: Yeah. I mean, it's pretty profitable. I would say like for normal people houses. So if you get into the luxury market, it's crazy money, Mm. but it's also higher end. And so it's a lot more service Yeah, and that can be harder. So I kind of just work mostly in like regular homes. And I find that you can make 500 to a thousand a month off of someone else's property. Just Just just
1: one property.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Someone else's property. And this is like, This is before the cost of software and stuff. This is after. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. yeah. It's before the cost of software. So.
0: So profit. not Revenue. So you would still profit, but obviously much better like when you have multiple clients because you're only paying for that software once.
2: Yeah. Well, the software is based on a percentage. So they get you. Oh, yeah. So I'd say I use pricing software. That's a little under percent. Then I use the Guesty software, which includes the receptionist. That's three percent for me, but I think now it's like five percent for new people. I've just been with them forever. So we're at like six percent um, so far. Yeah, no, we're at four. Well, I mean, for if for someone me. was
0: listening and they want to do what you're doing, they'd be
2: at six sure. percent. But then I still I charge people twenty five percent. So like to give you the spread there, you mm. know. So I am paying a little bit over here, and then I I have my. Um, operations manager she's $20 an hour but she does like 10 hours a week usually is she local
0: do... or she's yeah local. she's local she's... How yeah how many but percentage she have to be. points do you feel that is
2: I don't know five five seven because then that 25? means like it's not too bad
0: you onboard a client yeah. and you literally have an operations manager someone doing the work every person you onboard you will make at least 15% if not more on the property yeah. For doing nothing.
3: Basically. And we charge little, onboarding. Little.
2: So we charge like a $300 onboarding fee because it is a yeah, lot up front. Up front but yeah. then I'm making her do it mostly. Yeah, I do. I oversee it. Right. But yeah, right.
1: It
0: sounds but like yeah, I mean, wickedly it's lucrative good
2: money. It's good money. And there's still like a lot of stuff.
1: Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. What's uh? what's at this for this side of the business? What's the hardest part?
2: I think for me personally, is like prioritizing, like figuring out how to be really good with my organization.
3: Mm. Because
2: I have this tendency to work out of my inbox, but I work Mm. on like what has come in recently yeah. instead of working at the old stuff and so things get buried mm. and then I also have like a task list in my phone mm-hmm. but it's not good Right. and so nothing's yeah So that's stuff's just like, getting done but so freaking random so
1: general business problems
2: yeah <laughs> just life problems just like yeah organizational issues I mean I'm issues. not perfect I'm just sure. figuring it out yeah, like still. anybody else I cry but I, to mad about that
0: stuff like <laughs> every week
2: yeah no so, man I've heard Trello's really good like two of my assistants have used it and I opened it up the other day and I was like ah
3: no, with Asana. this guy, Trello a try. dirty word.
0: You either yeah, talk Trello's. Asana really? to him or <laughs> oh, no. We're
3: gonna talk later. About yeah,
1: that. Asana's Trello on steroids and way better. Uh, <laughs> so, all right. So, what do you like? Let's 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 put someone in your place in 2012. Yeah. Right. Um, what what kind of advice would you give you in 2012, knowing what you know now? If somebody wants to get started and they're, yeah, they're in college. You were in college. Yeah. That's. Yeah. I mean, yeah. And, I mean and, and and I want to also point out, this is now your full time job. Yeah. Like This is what you do.
2: Yeah. Although I don't work full time hours. Sure.
1: Yeah. And you are financially independent. Yeah. And you are fire. Yeah. And you subscribe to the whole, everything you make your own soap?
2: I, <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> my, just, I don't know if i should tell you that's but i just like don't use soap oh, i'm don't, not really a soap person no soap right. <laughs> i use soap for my hand another way okay. to hit fire have faster. Of it. right oh here's a little thing huh. i feel like you would appreciate okay this. so i heard this from a person's um cpa the other day that does vacation rentals as well he yeah. said don't ever stop doing vacation rentals because you barely pay tax so the cool thing about vacation rental, especially if you rent your own home mm-hmm. is you work from home. So you can designate a home office mm-hmm. and then everything in your house is right is you can write off. Right. So any maintenance, any toilet paper, any sheets, anything pretty much that you buy. Even wine, because I provide wine for guests. Yeah. Like I write off everything. Wow. So I pay like almost no tax every year, and it's awesome. That's That's all. That's my side note. Jesus. (laughs) Yeah. That's
1: a lot to unpack, but I. It's
2: a good good business.
1: As a side thing, that is like, that is another appealing part of what you do. But this is like, you are, this is it. This is everything that you do.
2: Yeah. So are we going back to the advice? So you're going back to the advice. And I just wanted to preface
1: that because I think like you. You you didn't do that before. You're you obviously were just getting started. You know everything that you know now. Yeah. What would you tell Ziana 2012?
2: I mean, I think for people, if you can get to FI early, it's good to just like keep your expenses low, save money, get all your ducks in a row, and then let your life be as uncomplicated as possible. Sure. I think I've gotten to a place where like things are more complicated. Mm. Like I don't know if I needed six homes, but I still uh. want ten but I don't know if I need them. You know? <laughs> right, right. And I, I probably don't need to be managing other people's properties. I make enough. Yeah. Um, But I sort of have this idea that like if I can train my assistant enough and she can do it all, then I could just Scalable. completely be a thing that I don't have to do. Sure. Yeah, and I could maybe sell it. I don't know. So it's hard for me to like turn that off. There's a part of my brain that's like always striving for more and mm-hmm. I kind of just want to be like, no, right, slap it down. Right, right. But and you, say, just like, enjoy your life. Totally. Because I get overly busy for no reason.
1: <laughs> well, you you did not probably know, and I, I'm sort of speculating here, what yeah. FIRE was in 2012, because I don't think it was a thing. I did. You did? Yeah. What would I you
2: already think? had been reading um, Mr. Money Mustache since oh, that Oh, well, okay, right.
1: But I don't FIRE. know if he
0: used the acronym FIRE.
1: He didn't use the acronym, no, yeah. but yeah, right. Yeah, he's been around. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah, no. Yeah, he yeah. didn't
2: use it, but I already had in my mind that I wanted to retire at 30. I was like... He did it. I want to do it. And I was that like That was the exact same feeling thought, I had.
1: I
0: was like, Yeah, right? You're like, I, do
2: I don't know how I'm going to do that, yeah. but like whatever. Right. Yeah. And so
1: you, and you did that.
2: Yeah. yeah. It ended up happening in two years. So.
1: Because
0: Airbnb. Yeah. I was Jesus
2: too shabby. Christ. Wow. So, yeah. and you
1: weren't like prepared,
0: already killing it. And then it was just two years. You kind of went over the, the edge. It was like, this yeah. really dragged you kicking and screaming into yeah. independence.
2: Well, I don't know. I mean, like I wasn't prepared. I I only had the idea of like, yeah, I'm going to live frugally and I'm already a student. So I was kind of already doing that. that, And I was already on a a roll of like using my Roth IRA and like, you know, investing in index stocks and and doing just little, little things, snowballing my payments for student loans. But I still had debt. I was working kind of minimum wage. Mm I mean, $12 an hour, I guess is okay. But yeah, I didn't have an idea. It was like holding the dream and just not letting that die. Um, yeah, and I think Airbnb really gave me that option to also like travel and and be location independent and do all that kind of stuff. Like yeah. there's just a lot of freedom and flexibility in it that I didn't expect until I was already doing it.
1: Did um, the fire in your belly
3: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> come
1: before come before the moment where you're like my mo- my roommate moved out so Airbnb cuz extra money no i think
2: that's what made me that's what started because i like had the hustle in my brain like okay how many little streams of income like what can i do i can make a little extra like let's just add to it okay
1: cool yeah and so the and and so the advice would essentially be like uh you don't have to be be simple yeah you don't have to be as as don't get to this
3: level
2: Mm. well (laughs) i just like like there are things that i know now that i wish i knew then like most of my homes i bought them because they were cheaper. So, a lot of them, a couple of them are like 100 years old, and it's just so much maintenance. Like, uh, I don't think people ever talk about the maintenance of homes. They're just like, right. oh, just buy a home and then you rent it and it's awesome. Yeah. And it's like, no. So, now if I had it to do over, I would have bought newer homes, you know, 10, oh. 20 years old yeah. instead of 100 mm. and <laughs> two bathrooms because when a toilet breaks down, yeah. oh, yeah. <laughs> wow. <laughs> you <a> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cool. So, you know, things like that. But I still love homes. Yeah. Worth it.
1: Cool. Uh, do you have anything else you want to add before?
2: Yeah,
0: I, I have one more. Um, okay. I, I feel like I am constantly asking these like negative questions. Like, tell me how it won't work. But, I, you know, <laughs> you're, you're in the business. Tell yeah. me how it won't work. Like, if, if I was to listen to this episode and be like, what she's doing is awesome. It's something I'm interested in or I could I could pull it off. How would I fail? Like, what do you think is like the mm. biggest thing that will derail me?
2: Yeah. People message me a lot and they're like, I'm looking at buying this house. I'm totally pumped. And then I'm like, did you look at the laws in your town? Mm. (laughs) And then they did not And then it's not legal. And yeah. yeah, So, I mean, that is the biggest thing that I think is happening now is there's a lot of changes coming up on homes. And so you've got to know what the laws are where you live. And it's super easy. You can put your city or your county and then short-term rental or, you know, rental uh, licenses or anything, and it'll pop right up is so it's either there or it's not. And you can usually see a bunch of news articles about if they're talking about doing anything or not. But that's going to be like the, the hardest thing because it's hard to hide from the city. After a while, they'll find you. Mm. And, and it's stressful. Yeah. So the, yeah, that part. But so far, so good. Yeah. Okay. And- yeah. And if you manage other people's properties, it's not as much of a your problem. It's their problem. <laughs> right. So and that's I, nice.
1: So the, the, the few points that I think in order to like, to, to be the East Coast negative people that we are and then right. find out like how does this not work i think uh yeah that law the law thing i would have never thought of that you mm. know what i mean yeah I mean, it's important i would have just bought um, and
0: then been really <laughs> upset that i bought yeah. this place which is which yeah. is
1: which has happened and it's not even um and from my experience or at least my anecdotal experience it's not even the county it could be like the literal HOA. Oh
2: yeah, right? You have to be really careful with HOA. Yeah,
1: so you got to make sure that they that they allow it. I also yeah. didn't
0: even think of that. That's a
3: good point.
1: Yeah, so uh, that and I think too, um, not automating fast enough, and not and and also yeah. or do you th- or do you think like maybe not automating fast enough, but like the emotional like I am so emotionally connected to the property that I have in New Jersey. And when things go wrong, I am on the floor, stressed out, like I am hyperventilating into a into a friggin' like giant paper bag. What, like because, and I, I I'm exaggerating obviously for for comedic effect. Uh, but it's not, it's not funny it, yet, so it's not funny. It's not. Funny yet. It's not <laughs> yet. Like it's, it. everyone was. I heard everyone laughing over the <laughs> over the <hours>, um, air, <laughs> over the internet. So what is? I think that like. I I am so it's impossible for me to separate because I bought it. It was my property. Mm. I owned it. It was me. It was everything. And now like someone else is living there and I'm having problems with it. And so I don't know. To me, the stress and the connection can really debilitate somebody from being successful with it. In my opinion. I don't know if that's true or not.
2: I don't know. I think it just gives you an opportunity. Like, that sounds like an opportunity to work on that you're like oh okay so this is coming up for me As like, what of, can i do about of it course, yeah, and it if, comes up more you go well i could either die from this or i can just like sit down and meditate on it or, yeah, or whatever you're gonna do whatever you're into but figure out a way to like work on that
1: yeah I, you some, don't like it I, <laughs> <sometimes> <laughs> it's just it's like true, man, yeah that's, that's the so, obstacle is the way right it's like it's
2: like a way to grow through that true
1: but if you're a psychopath from the east coast who's just like
2: ah, i'm I can't do anything
1: like, like I, you know, and you constantly have that thought process. It's like, it's, it's hard to go like, everything's fucked. Wait, oh, if I just, oh, wait a minute, hold on, opportunity, flip it around. I've, I've, I've tried to do that. It's not always that easy, but I think that it's, do you think it's a type of, a, a, a specific type of person or do you think anybody can do it?
2: I think anybody okay. can do it. And it's just, yeah, I don't think this business is for Sure,
1: it's not for everyone. You know,
2: yeah. but if you like it, yeah. yeah, there's pitfalls. And I think any, I have to remind myself that a lot. Like, if I went out tomorrow and got a job, there's going to be things that I don't like about sure. it. Like, every job has its right. downfalls, And this is one of them. And I think I've gotten.
1: Yeah. And I think that that's super important to remember because, you know, everyone looks at me. And looks at Andrew and go like, I wish I had your life, or I wish I did what you did. That sounds so uh, like amazing. We're probably I'm more stressed out than I've been working at a day job because at a day job Same. at least I didn't have to worry about. My boss was the one that carried all the weight on his shoulders. And I was just like, well, I'm going home. It's five o'clock. Yeah. And you then, you then you so you're getting a paycheck
2: time. no matter what. Yeah, you're getting yeah. a
1: paycheck no matter what. So it's just like it, it it has its give and takes. Like, yes, it's great that I get to wear uh, a hoodie in the middle of the summer and shorts and, and socks. And and that's my uniform all day. But at the same time, like I also have to think like I don't I go to bed thinking about work. So, yeah, yeah that's pros and cons. It. Yeah, pros and cons. So <laughs> um, thank you for coming.
2: Oh, thanks. I, you guys had really good questions. I felt like this was a more unique show. Oh. Sometimes it's like the save 10, ten questions. Oh. I'm like, oh, this is cool.
1: Well, we have those too. Are you ready? <laughs>
2: <laughs> okay, let's do it. All right. Fire
1: what out. is your middle name and where did it come from? Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> so you really want to know? No, no. So, <laughs> so thank you so much. Where can people find more about what? Because you offer consulting. You said that earlier. Yeah. If people are interested, where can people find you?
2: Yeah, it's my name, ZiannaMcIntyre.com. And I have Can you um, spell a bunch it out? Resources. Oh, yeah. I mean, it'll <laughs> Ziana, be in the show notes.
0: So they can yeah, go there. Yeah, but don't, don't hurt people. Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> but Ziana is Z E O N A McIntyre, M C I N T Y R E.com. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I have a blog. I have a bunch of resources on there with different softwares that I like and books I like, yeah. shopping lists. Just try to make people's lives easy. Cool. But yeah. You find you there find me there or in boulder yeah don't do that don't do that <laughs> that's creepy neither of us live in boulder just, that's
3: right
1: just uh, messing around boulder so, utah boulder utah yeah that's where we live uh if you missed anything of course we'll have everything in the show notes like you just said and you can check your preferred podcast app or you can visit listenmoneymatters.com slash show that's where everything will be please subscribe wherever you normally listen to podcasts and please tell your friends about it point them to your favorite episodes and hopefully they'll become a subscriber. Maybe this one was your favorite episode. I think I say that every time. Maybe it is. <laughs> no. uh, of Uh and it is. Yeah, of course it is. Of course it is. If you have any other questions or topics you want us to discuss on future episodes of this show, please email us, listenmoneymatters at gmail.com. And of course, all the tools and resources that we mention on this show all the time are available at listenmoneymatters.com slash toolbox. All right. Thank you, Ziana. Appreciate it. And thank- later, Andrew. Later, dude.